Welcome to Dream It Real, a podcast for those who dream, brought to you by Coach. Thanks for coming back. I'm your host, Heaven Nagatu. And as you know, Coach and I have been collaborating on this as a part of their Dream It Real initiative, all about supporting the next generation and their dreams for the future. Each week, we're going to be talking to inspiring guests about how they're making their dreams a reality, dreams for themselves, their community, and the world. In this week's episode, we're talking about courage. For me, one of the best ways to find courage is honestly just seeing it in others. That was definitely the case, speaking with our guest today. You may know him, you may not. You do know him. Are you playing? I think courage means to me, you know, the ability to to take on something that's that's complicated and complex and hard and knowing that you may or may not figure it out that you don't know how it's going to end, mm. you know, to know that the road is tough, but to still move forward. But okay, let's say you are, you are like the one human on earth who has not heard of Michael B. Jordan. You may not know this, but he's been working as an actor since 13. He's been in a few small films you may have heard of, uh, perhaps Black Panther, Creed. Okay, okay. He's also added executive producer to his list of titles, and he has his own production company, Outlier Society, which made news after adding inclusion writers to all their projects, and we're going to get into all of that. So somehow he still had time to become the first ever face of Coach Men's? What? Can Michael B. Jordan do it all? I say yes. The answer is yes. Let him let him have all the things. Coach and Michael B. Jordan definitely have a lot in the works for the year ahead. They've already launched his first fashion campaign, a Words Matter film with Spike Lee, and a special MBJ capsule collection is coming soon, y'all. When we spoke for today's interview, he had just spent the day in his hometown of Newark, New Jersey, working with students at Behringer High School as a part of Coach's Dream It Real initiative. Check it out. We are here today with Michael B. Jordan, not Michael C. Jordan. Not Michael C. Not Michael D. Michael B. That's right. Uh, We're so excited. We got to hang out with you a little bit earlier today. You didn't even know we were hanging out. (laughs) I didn't. I didn't. I just found out literally just now that you guys were in. No. So we were following your day. You were at a Newark High School back in your hometown, which is amazing. I always love people in their hometowns. And there's nothing like being in a high school to bring you right back to high school. Oh, man, it was insane. <laughs> Very infectious. Yeah. Yes. What, what were your, some of your takeaways? Some of my takeaways? I mean, besides, like, seeing myself in those kids, mm. like, honestly, like, being that What did kid, you see in them? Just uh, fearlessness. They look fearless, man. Honestly, just seeing how uh, they had a, um, a passion show, which I thought was a great word name for it they had a pageant show where um you know that would be a talent show a talent show or a yeah, talent show is a passion show uh they were so precious they were so dope and um you know singers dancers modern uh, dance you yeah. had poetry you had uh visual artists you yeah. know you had a, it was a it was a lot of a lot of talent out there but just seeing them up there and so excited and and put, being vulnerable putting mm. themselves out there in front of their peers i think it's like you know it takes a lot of courage so i just At saw that age oh man because <laughs> you know kids are brutal and i just saw how um yeah i saw a lot of a lot of a lot of hope out there so it made me feel inspired mm. i'm curious who you were in high school i was uh 
see, the thing is, I went to I went to high school. Actually, physically went to school freshman sophomore year, mm. and then my junior and senior year, I got homeschooled. Gotcha. So, but I but so you were the homeschool kid. <laughs> I was the homeschool kid, the working actor homeschool kid. Okay, okay. But then I still played on the basketball team. My mom worked. Okay. At, my mom worked at the school also. She's apparently liaison, and my sister was going to high school at the same time. So it was like I was still at school mm. like all the time. Gotcha. You know, they just understood. Um, it's one of the few high schools at the time that would allow me to miss so many days and not get expelled, you know, because Word. they would count the days that I was actually working towards my drama major. For me, acting was never like the dream growing mm. up. That wasn't, that wasn't, you know, I wasn't like, Mom, you know, I want to be an actor. That, that wasn't it. It kind of just happened. And some people might be familiar with, you know, how my story, but my mom has lupus and she was in a doctor's appointment and I was waiting in the waiting room. And when she got finished, the receptionist was like, you should get your son into modeling. She said, I have two boys and, you know, we're going to, the, you know, these uh, go-sees in the city. You should bring your son and we should do it, da, da, da. whatever. They exchanged information. And like the next day I went and I booked it. Like literally the first thing I think I booked, I didn't have any representation. I got in trouble. That's amazing. Oh, yeah, definitely. Crashed the audition <laughs> and everything. And it, and it just kind of snowballed from small success to small success. Like, my mom was a painter. You know, she's an artist. So I guess I get a lot of my creativity from her. Mm. And for me, just always you know, loved movies and music and, you know. So was the goal like, I want to be in a movie or it wasn't even that formulated? I didn't even have it. It, it wasn't anything at that time. Honestly, it it. it really evolved and grew mm. as I grew. Um, you know, I remember in high school, one of the things I was most proud of was, uh, you know, I uh, I shot and edited this uh, this clip. We were supposed to do, um, it was like a, you know, a, a class project where you're supposed to, you know, record, use the equipment, you know, and they, they, you know, they introduced it to, you know, Avid, and, you know, and oh, then we amazing. had, you know, and we All had, right, you know, cameras software. and stuff. I know, right? <laughs> and I kind of, I love the editing process. I remember mm. it was one winter, you know, um, my grandmother, lived next door to me and she had a basketball, you know, basketball court out there and it was snowing. And I just remember shoveling the snow just in, in recording it because it was like this, uh, I want to do this motion. short film. <laughs> yeah, I, want to do, I want to do a short film okay, of just basically okay. uh, of uh, how dedicated I was to basketball. So oh, even in the snow. Ball so is like ball life. is I Bill Num was like my AOA oh, like uh, oh. uh, address. Like basketball's life, nothing else matters. That oh. was that was uh, that was uh, my email that. address back in the day. <laughs> But anyway, um, I early think my email, first... email address is very telling. Oh man, oh that's a great icebreaker. <laughs> it's like, what's your first? I think email mine address? was like Ethiopian baby. <laughs> oh my god! Please, I'm that's rolling my one. eyes. Everyone listening at home, I'm rolling my eyes on myself. <laughs> but anyway, long story short, I ended up like shooting this little short film and I edited it myself, and I was like very, very proud of it, and I really enjoyed. You know, um, just setting up shots and, okay, how do you tie this one into this? And how do you make this flow into that scene and, and the whole thing? So I just, I love the process behind mm, it. I okay. Think. I mean, you seem incredibly rounded. I watched a lot of your interviews. Okay. <laughs> and I'm amazed at your unshakability. Is that a word? Unshakability? <laughs> we could put that in there. We could do that. Like, it's not just just interviews or your demeanor. It seems to be a lot of your your upbringing and the way you were raised you talk about your parents a lot was that support system important to you as a as a young actor as a young person i'm curious how your support system plays into all this well first of all thanks for the kind words um I don't know. My parents were very uh they, they were they were very strict but very loose as well hmm. like you know I got a I had a lot of slack, you know what I'm saying, like gr growing up, especially because I started working so young um, and just a lot of things going back and forth to the city. But the way they, you know, they taught me that family was everything, you know, you know, you lean on your brothers and your sisters, you know, um, and, and 
I don't know, just be good to people, you know, like, you know, treat, you know, be a, be a person of the universe, you know, um, be of service to, to people, um, really, um, you know, you know, throw that good energy and that karma out there and it's going to mm -hmm. come back to you, you know, manifest your dreams and, you know, and, and impose your will on certain situations, all that good stuff, man. My parents, uh, I think they did a pretty good job with the three of us. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I no, I, I think in particular you are a very good listener. I, mama, you hear that? <laughs> yeah, you hear that? She, she, she's, she's giving you some compliments That's all right mom. Now. That's all mom does. And, I, and it helps me act, too. I think listening is, like, such a major tool of, like, acting. You know, you get, you have to listen to who you're, you know, in a scene with and, you know, give them what they want and respond and react accordingly. You know, I think listening is, like, a it's, it's crucial. Word. I think you've had quite... Uh, a few last few years i can't believe creed 2 and black panther came out in the same year insane it's, it's um crazy. does michael b jordan sleep I <laughs> is don't. he okay <laughs> i took a nap on my way over here oh I, man I, I, I took a little power nap but sleep is something that i don't i don't do enough um I'm not, i feel like if you were a woman you'd be asked can michael b jordan have it all <laughs> 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 i feel like you're doing a lot now it's impressive <laughs> thanks um, <laughs> how do you balance it do you particularly make time for self care? I, I not as much as I I'm not as much as I know I need to. Mm. Um, you spend so much time chasing something or trying to achieve some level of you know success or whatever it may be, and you know you pray and you hope and you remember the days that you're sitting around and not doing anything and you was waiting for the phone to ring and you wait for oh man if I just had this opportunity and then one day God gives you everything you've been asking for and mm. it's like how do you sleep on that? How do you not like take every moment that you can and just like keep going? So, you know, I usually run myself into the ground until I have to take a break. And then, you know, my team and everybody is like, you know, they kind of like, you know, they, uh, they leave me alone for a little bit. But, <laughs> you know, two days into that, I'm like, OK, cool. What are we doing? Let's get back to it. I, I think I'm, I'm wired that way. I think certain people um, are just wired for like what's next, just mm. what's next. And um, and uh, I'm just I've always kind of been that type of guy. So. I do want it all. This perhaps might be a little abstract, but I feel like I want the Michael B. Jordan take. Okay. What does courage mean to you? What does courage mean to me? Courage, I think courage means to me, you know, the ability to to do what you believe is right without reassurance that everything's going to be okay. Mm. Yeah, the, cur the courage to travel down a road to 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 take on something that's that's complicated and complex and hard and knowing that you may or may not figure it out that you don't know how it's going to end mm. you know to know that the road is tough but still to still move forward you know i think that's uh yeah that's courage i think that's courage yeah you're also behind the screen doing more creative things as a producer um and you just produced fahrenheit 451 for hbo one thing that I was really, really excited to hear about was your inclusion writer. So I don't know if everyone knows what that is. Could you explain it a little bit? Yeah, well, the um, you know Francis McDormand, you know, lat two year, last year Oscars, two years Oscars, two years ago, I can't remember. It's Not the flies. Moonlight one. Not the yeah, the one before. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, that was the first time I even heard about the inclusion writer. I was like, oh wow, okay, cool. That's they have a name for it. I, I as a person of color, you know, um, you know, you get an opportunity to be in a position of power that type of way for me anyway it's it's 
okay, how can I do things different? How can I shift it up? You know, I'm hiring people of color, clearly. I'm, I'm hiring, you know, strong women, you know, smart women that can handle these department heads and these 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 uh, these uh, these jobs as well as anyone. Uh, you know, people from the LGBTQ uh, community, uh, people with disabilities, all that. So it's it's a it's basically a, a policy that that ensures a person from each of those group, underserved groups will be seen and taken seriously and heavily considered for a job of a key department head in front of the camera and behind. And I've been blessed enough to um, to collaborate with Warner Brothers and Warner Brothers Media to help write their language for their um, their um, inclusion policy for okay. their company. So now all of Warner Brothers, all of Warner Media oh, wow. will be um, you know hiring people under under our our policy, and that for me is a it's a huge first step. You know we have a lot more steps to go, a lot a lot a lot, a lot more work that needs to be done. But I think this first step. Is 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 um, I take it as a, as a really big win for um, for everyone right now. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, I remember the first time I had heard of the concept of an mm-hmm. inclusion writer. It wasn't I didn't know the phrase yet. Yep. But I had heard of this Prince interview. Okay. <laughs> from 2000 with InStyle magazine, and he specifically requested that a black woman interview him. Okay. And InStyle did not have a black woman on staff. So they had to go hire somebody. So they had to go, like, find a freelancer. And she was like, this is amazing, but why am I the person interviewing him? Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I would love to do it. Yeah. But she's like, I'm very new. Like, why don't y'all have a black woman on staff already? Yeah. But that was the first time. And I, I remember thinking, okay, if I am super famous like Prince, I can ask for something mm-hmm. like this. Mm-hmm. And... That was in 2000. Yes. 20, almost 20 <laughs> and years ago. the Oscar moment was recent. Mm-hmm. Your inclusion writer is pretty recent. Mm-hmm. But these conversations definitely have been happening for a minute. Yes. I feel like Hollywood is a very risk-averse industry. Yes. And even though this seems kind of obvious, it does take some courage to be like, I'm going to put my name out there. Like, I, I say at the bottom line of all of my production work, this has to be there. Mm. That. For to me? me, yeah, oh. I, I I do think it takes a little bit. Like people don't like messing with the status quo. No, this is very true. I, I think I bet on myself. You know, mm. I always have. You know, from the beginning. And and if this is the vision that I have for my production company, you know, um, you know, that's why it's Outlier from Malcolm Gladwell's um, you know, book Outliers. You know, it, you know, ten thousand hours. You know, it's 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 that it's that you know going against stereotypes, going against the grain. You can't be put into a box. You know, you do things different. You take risks. That's what my company is about, mm. you know? So, nah, I, I couldn't wait to do it. You know, I mean, I couldn't wait to implement it and be able to, you know, the first movie that, that I shot after announcing the, that an inclusion writer was Just Mercy, you know, mm. that I shot, um, that Warner Brothers is distributing. Um, Destin Cretton is directing. You got Jamie Foxx, Brie Larson in the movie, directed by um, Destin Cretton about the story of Brian Stevenson. Um, and that was, I mean, I, I loved working on that movie. You know, um, there's so many um, women and you know people of color and you know um, um, and underrepresented groups that worked on that on that movie, and um, it was an amazing time. And it, it, it was great. And I think we got something special. So I mean, yeah, I'm not gonna try to overcomplicate it and try to make things like this big, deep, dark, hard decision <laughs> to make. It was a no-brainer. It was like, okay, cool, let's do this. This is that. I could. That's what we got to do. Okay, all right, let's go. And then it was. 
that's kind of how it happened. What's the reception been like? Have other people taken up your challenge? I mean, it wasn't necessarily posed as a challenge, but yeah, it was set as an example. Yeah, no, for real. I mean, I, I lead by example. That's always been my thing. You know, I, like talking is cool. I just, I, I like to, you know. Be about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I, I think, I mean, I've got an email from, you know, some powerful actors uh, that I didn't even know was paying attention. And, okay, and, okay. And, and Can we name names? And stuff. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, people I look up to. Um, they, they And they reached out to say they wanted to no, do just something like it? No, that they, that they appreciate mm. that I, what I was doing, okay. you know, and that they support me, you know, that they support, you know, um, you know, the inclusion writer, that, they, that, they, that they're getting behind that and just getting that that kind of personal note that they went out their way just to let me know that, mm. hey, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. You're doing the right thing. I thought that, that meant a lot to me, um, uh, especially from two guys that I, you know, have looked up to for for a long time. So, yeah, like just little things like that. So, yeah, I think it we're taking the right steps. You know, it, it's going to take time. Like you said, 20 years ago, Prince was asking for this, you know, um, and, and we're still having a conversation it about it today. Why y'all not listening to Prince? Prince Come on. Prince, uh, purple rain, baby, purple rain. No, but like I think everything happens in time, and I think this is the perfect time. For the like, he had to do what he had to do then twenty years ago, just so we can have this moment mm. now and everything to move as quickly as it has been the last year or so. So I think moving forward, if we keep doing our job, you know, what I'm saying that you know maybe twenty years from now it'll be way less of a discussion. Ooh, amen to that. <laughs> That's the dream. I'm sure you're tired of talking about diversity. <laughs> like, yo, ask someone else who no. should be changing things. Because no, I'm doing my part. It's all good. We all, we all doing our part. Um, I feel like no one ever tells you no. <laughs> but I'm sure it has happened. No all the time. Yeah, Can uh, I go to sleep right now? No. Can I take okay, a nap? No. sleep nap oh, okay. related um, questions. Mm. <laughs> I'm curious if you've encountered moments or difficult situations where someone's told you no or discouraged you from pursuing something or just difficult moments that you've had to push through. I've heard no a lot of the, uh, a lot of times. Uh, I think for me, it's been extremely blessed because the struggle, I think, for me that I've been through is always like a battle I've had with myself. Hmm. It's it's been you know self esteem confidence things like that you mm. know where you're trying to like believing in yourself mm. trying to have like this this outwardly optimistic attitude and faith uh, and inside you might be a little doubtful oh, I'm not sure uh, like what like uh, I'm, I'm not you know am I am I cut out for this my bill for this mm. and then building that up over the over time and kind of working through that and and just trying to learn as much as possible because you know I'm you know, I didn't go to college you know what I'm saying I, I didn't I didn't you know I wasn't classically trained mm. you know I, I wasn't you know i wasn't any of that so you walking around town with all these thespians and you know people who've been you know you know trained for years and, and <laughs> yeah, you know sure, all sure. this stuff it's like you know you kind of feel you know sometimes a little insecure you know when i was younger and i think working through that and getting mm. to a place of confidence of like who i am i think was a was uh something i definitely had to work through and you know I'm, yeah, a lot of my a lot of my struggles i think yeah it was definitely internal and just and just and, and I think the desire to want to take care of my family and at, at an early age and wanting to wanting mm. to wanting to wanting things to happen now and not wanting like you know my parents to go through hardships. So mm. like, how do I get? I think if I keep doing this, I could be able to get to a place to help all of this. But I want to help all of this now. But just come on, let's just get there. Let's just get to what I got to get to, which I think always kept my foot on the gas and always 
you know, just just going at it. I told myself no a lot. So I think now, yeah, it's weird. It's weird. It's a it's a it's a it's a it's a balance that I'm trying to Are you trying to figure it out. I've been to therapy. Because you sound so grounded from years of therapy. <laughs> from years of therapy. And apparently it's not. <laughs> no, no, I'm not therapy. I need I probably I probably should go. Like people have this bad stigma like therapy, like this is horrible thing. Nah, like, I love therapy. Like, nah. I mean you, Once I mean, a week, you're going. Right? But I usually our therapy in our in our culture, in our community mm. is church. You know what I'm saying? Okay, like okay. we go to church. Yeah, yeah. Like that's 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 our thing. We pray, you know what I mean? And we we meditate and we, you know, and, and you know, focus prayer and all that good stuff and, and that that's mandatory. That is a must, you mm. know what I'm saying, to pray, you know what I'm saying? That that is what it is. But then there's some unloading that you need to do that just having somebody to talk to and bounce something off of and you got therapy session with your best friend. You have a therapy session with your mom, mm. you have a therapy session with, you know, whoever you want to have it with. That's, you know, it's just being able to unpack some stuff and, and, and talk things through, I think, uh, will make everybody. So healthy. So, so healthy. Because mental illness is real. <laughs> and a lot so of people real. walking around and it's like a people. Thing just, everyone will encounter. Because you can't see it and you can't, and you know, it doesn't look like it from mm-hmm, the outside. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people, you know, has a lot of, you know what I'm saying? They got a lot of, you know, things they need to work through. And no matter how big or how small, you know, you, you can't really compare it. So, uh, yeah, I, I, try to, I try to be reasonable. <laughs> I try. You're you're pretty reasonable. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, we have a few fan questions from social media that I All have right. to get to. Let's go. This came from Coach's social media. Um, first up, we have Emily Luna. What's something that scares you? Being forgotten. Okay. Yeah, Legacy. I think, my, I think my, yeah, I think fear of being forgotten is like one of my biggest fears. Mm. Um, you know, your life is short. Life is short. You know, time goes by really fast. And you know, I've been, you know, growing up. You know, I've lost people that was close to me at a very young age and, you know, and grieving through that and, you know, and going through that pain and whatnot and and then taking note to how things are different without that person mm. and taking note about how everything, anything that cared about, you know, that person, like not moving on, but how they have to keep going with their lives and, you know, Somebody that used to be in the conversation all the time, mm. uh, something that maybe is not as much. It's like, man, that's wild. That's crazy. And it's kind of have, you know, rabbit hole. I'm in there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, no, like, man, that's wild. Like, so, I mean, what can I do, you know, not to live forever, but how can I, how can I make an impact on this world that's going to last a long time, you know? Like, uh, and I think that comes through the hard work and, you know, what you do, how do you help people? How do you, how do you really change the game? outside of your lane, outside mm. of your craft, what kind of impact, what, how are you servicing the world? How are you helping, you know? Mm. So that's something that I've, uh, that scares me is being forgotten. Sorry, that was a moving answer. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Next up from Amelia Gomez. What's something that you haven't done in your life or career that you have your eyes set on achieving? So much, man. It's so tough. Okay, <laughs> well, um, direct a movie. Okay, okay. Yeah, I haven't. What I kind haven't, of movie? Uh, Horror. Uh, Jordan Peele killing it. It's all okay. good. Uh, <laughs> Action, no, no, comedy, I, I think rom com. Oh my God, Michael B. Jordan, give the people what they want. Listen, listen, listen. I'll, <laughs> uh, eventually, I'll, I'm gonna do one of those eventually for sure. But I think for me, directing wise, probably like an action okay. drama. Maybe. Okay, okay. Directing is something that I've uh, that I always wanted to do. Um, yeah. What about some personal goals? Personal goals. I want to open up a school. Ooh, okay. Talk about that. Yeah, I want to open up a school. I want to. Um, 
I think curriculums need to change. Mm. It's so outdated. Oof, talk you know, about I think, that. I, just need to, uh, I, think, I think it just needs an update you yes, know, across yes. the board and really, like, you know, get into these kids and what they really need, you know, and, 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 you know, teaching for the kid, you know, not on these, these guidelines and, you know, expectations that were set, I don't know how long ago, but, you know, that doesn't necessarily work for everyone, you know, right. every, every kid is different, you know, and, and you have to really pay attention to it. So yeah, just trying to set up a, you know, and, you know, one of my, you know, Somebody I look up to, like LeBron James also, you know, and what he's kind of done and how he's built it. And he has his thing set up, the I Promise thing that, he's, that he has at, in Cleveland. And, you know, I think that format, that 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 mentality, mm. you know, being able to, you know, get free you know lunches and, you know, and, and offer programs to the mm. parents to get their GAGD as the kids are learning to kind of close, to break that vicious cycle of uneducated, you know what I'm saying, um, you know, people, you know, just trying to just trying to really, you know, you know, how can you send a kid home from school and their parents may not know how to help? And then there's that whole thing. And then there's the, the ego and, and you know, mm-hmm. feeling like they can't help their kids and the kids feel like they can't go to their parents for help. But then mm-hmm. there's a disconnect in the mm-hmm. home, you know. So to be able to kind of help educate everyone, you know, the kids and the parents, I think is super smart. And, you know, everybody that graduates through I Promise gets a full ride to go to college. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all these little great things that I feel like. You know, our communities, you know what I'm saying, oppressed communities, you know what I'm saying, like they need those, they they, they need that. You know, mm-hmm. we need to try to get on some even playing field, you know, and I think if we really educate ourselves the right type of way and, and um, you know, and learn how to, you know, classes on, you know, economics and, you know, and taxes and property, you know, how Ooh, to buy Classes on taxes, and please. Just, <laughs> it's just like there's so many things that we need to be learning at a young age yeah. so it's second nature that we just don't necessarily have access to now the way the schools are set up that I think completely coding, you know, is yeah. a new thing. All these new, we're going into a new age and we have to be able to like, you know, give them the tools that, are, you know, early in life to be able to, to, to take those positions, you know, to make an impact. So that's, that's something, a personal goal that, that I definitely want to to do i would add sleep <laughs> personal go sleep sleep, sleep yes. a little bit more <laughs> yes sleep for sure um and the last question we have from coach social media brought to you by daniela valet mm-hmm. if you could tell your younger self something what would it be Man, that question i hate that question why talk to me i, t- I want to talk to my younger self because it's like you whack, you're going to grow up, it's going to be better. All right, good day. <laughs> you know what it is? Because it's like, I have nothing to complain about. Mm, okay. That's crazy because everybody's always been preaching me patient, be slow down. You know what I'm saying? They've always been telling me that. I've been told that a lot. Mm. You know, you know, your time is coming. You know, mm. relax. I've heard that before. Uh, Was it from your parents? <laughs> yeah, and from my parents and from, you know, I've been the youngest guy on set for like since I was like yeah, you know, 10, I'm 11 sure, years like old. Yeah, I'm sure your so. first roles are on the wire. Exactly. So I had a lot of older actors that, you know, that, that looked out for me <laughs> and gave me like so much great advice. So, I mean, a lot of that started there around mm. that time. But, you know, I, th- I think it's um to, man. Uh, what were some of the advice they gave you that stuck with you? Then, as a as a young just person. keep doing what you're doing and don't change. Hmm. Just stay stay who you are. You know, don't 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 let don't let the success get to you. Don't don't change. Just sit, stay who you are. They've always said that. Just keep doing what you're doing. Stay who you are. You'll be fine. That's what they said verbatim. Hmm. And and of course, I'm like I'm like crying after I got killed on the wire. Like, y'all don't y'all know that. Y'all don't know that. I know we're gonna I'm see you guys again. <laughs> I know we're gonna see y'all again, man. Oh. I, I literally was boohooing, crying to everybody. And they're like, yeah, you'll be good. And then, oh. then I 
I booked a job like oh, baby three three weeks later. It's like I booked <laughs> See, he's fine. No, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I mean, the, the advice thing, honestly, is just uh, you know, just have faith in yourself. Mm. You know, earlier, you know, mm. what I'm saying, and um, and it's okay to be who you are. I think I was really shy and insecure, mm. you know, um, as a, as a, as a kid. No matter how outgoing I may have seemed, or you know, like my friends they knew me very well, you know, my friends or whatever. But but just the uh, I don't know, man. Just live in the moment a little bit more. You know, live live for you a little bit more, maybe. Live for you is great. Live That's a you. beautiful thing to tell awesome. your younger self. Live for you. I'm trying. I'm trying to look, imagine me telling all this stuff. Hey, listen. Would you listen to yourself? <laughs> like, get out of here. The NBA Finals. <laughs> the Warriors are gonna blow a three-one lead. Put everything you have on it. Bet everything you have. <laughs> well, thank you so much for talking with us, Michael B. Jordan. No problem. This was fun. Hey, like what you hear? Well, discover more about the Coach Fam and what the brand is all about at Coach.com. Now, let's get back to the show. And now we're at the point of the show where we hear from inspiring young people all across the country chasing down their dreams. We ask them to share their stories uninterrupted and in their own words. This week, you'll hear from Giovanni, who is everything I think about when I hear the word courage. He immigrated with his family from Jamaica a few years ago, and now he's a student at Behringer High School, the school we went to with Michael B. Jordan. At 17, Giovanni already has an impressive resume. Senior class president, okay. Vice president of the track team, okay. Newark youth ambassador. All this at 17. Also a little modeling on the side. Light work, okay. That resume is already super impressive, but also he's just like wise. I just feel like everybody should be listening to Giovanni. Matter of fact, let's hear it from Giovanni himself. I'm gonna stop talking. My name is Giovanni. I'm 17 years old and I'm a senior at Branch High School. Back home, it's like a completely different environment from here. It's like what it's like living here and the school system. It's like completely different from what I'm used to. It's weird, but it's really cool at the same time. Like, it's like a life lesson. To see where I've been to where I am now, it's like, wow. Growing up, I've always had that courageous mindset of going out and like getting it done. I kind of live by or I get my drive from these three letters, these three Ps. Possibility, power, and purpose. And it's like, if you know your purpose, you have the power Anything is possible, you know? When I just came here, my biggest dream was to, well, still is, to get my mom out of the situation that she's in, you know? Like that paycheck to paycheck lifestyle is not the lifestyle you want to be in for the rest of your life. One of my biggest dreams or goals is to like, go to college, get my master's, maybe get my PhD, I'm thinking about it still and to go on and start my own business and to be successful, but also give back. We just heard from Giovanni. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us. We're really excited for you and where you're going next. We did it, friends. Thanks so much for listening. We have so much jam-packed for you next week. This show is brought to you by Coach as a part of their Dream It Real initiative, 
all about supporting the next generation and their dreams for the future. To learn more, head to coach.com slash dreamitreal. The show is a collaboration between Coach, Pineapple Street Media, and young people across the country. And, and me, and me. I'm also here. <laughs> Shout out to me. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Heaven Rants. And you can follow Coach on all the socials at Coach, C-O-A-C-H. I'm going to spell it every time. Tell everybody about the show. That's the best thing you can do if you like this show. Make sure to rate and subscribe to Dream It Real on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your fine podcasts. All right. Till next time. Toodles.